too many people have got ready with a with a knee jerk content story that is either we're stopping everything, or here is our crisis ready, like like seven day, fourteen day plan, and it's unsustainable. Welcome to the Content Ten X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week's episode is about communication during the global crisis. And I have a wonderful guest, Phil Jones. Now, Phil is an international business speaker, the author of multiple best-selling books, Exactly What to Say, Exactly How to Sell, and Exactly Where to Start. He's currently one of the most in-demand assets to companies worldwide, and he's made his life's work to demystify the sales process, reframe what it means to sell, and help his audience to learn new skills that empower confidence, overcome fear, and instantaneously impact results. Phil, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. So we met at Upreneur Summit, didn't we, in November, which was we very sure good. We sure did. That was a lot of fun, actually. It was a great event. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. And um, I think we both spoke on the same day. You did the closing keynote on the first day, which was fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It, it was great. You know, I've got your book here. Um, and uh, I devoured that after your talk it was really good and um, I don't think I've ever seen a talk that has made such a difference to how I communicate Um, and I can't even tell you how many people my friends are sick to death of me saying no you you need to say it this way now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it can make a big difference right it's just a subtle change in phraseology yeah, um, I've been talking to friends who have, you know, corporate careers and they're on maybe promotion discussions or they're struggling to get, you know, their um, their team or their boss to comply with things through to business owners. It, 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 the way that you speak and the things that you teach um, help everyone, I think, with communication. That's the goal. So, that is yeah, the goal. So thank you. <laughs> um, so I wanted to bring you on today because... Um, so on the podcast, it's usually very much about repurposing our messages, repurposing our content and maximizing um, what we want to say to meet as many many people as possible. But at the moment in the, the current uh, global crisis, I think people are struggling firstly, before we talk about maximizing messages with what the message should be and how to communicate. Um, it seems firstly, I think like for some businesses, they feel like if they mention coronavirus and the pandemic and things like that, people may either be a bit fatigued of, of hearing about it from people who, you know, it's not a news outlet, it's not to do with the business. Mm-hmm. Or um, if they don't, it's like, how can you be so insensitive and just act like nothing's going on right now? Um, firstly, what's your opinion on that? What do you think businesses should do with the message around It's a good question. I think it's very much hot topic right now. And and it's hard to give a a precise answer to it because I think everybody has very different sets of circumstances. I do feel though we have a duty to continue to communicate if we've been communicating in the past. If people are used to hearing from you on a regular basis and you just go dark, what you do is you create a conversation within them that is more than likely going to be wrong. They start to think, have you gone out of business? They start to think, are you in panic mode? They start to think what's going wrong. So we should provide some level of consistency. The other thing that I believe is really important in terms of how we communicate right now is that it is timely, that it is for the moment, in the moment. 
I put a post out the other day that was very much um, steered towards this in the advice industry, which is what I see myself and many others in, is the last thing you want to do when somebody is drowning is to look to sell them a course of swimming lessons. What we probably want to do by alternative is to throw them a rope, help them out the water, wrap a towel around them, and then make sure they're comfortable on land before we start planning what's next. And that same analogy I think I would use to anybody in their content discussions right now is it needs to be things that are providing either education or entertainment or some form of enlightenment on something where there is a shroud over it during this current time. It's okay to be able to talk about things from before this time if you are referencing this time. You know, one thing I really miss is blank, blank, and blank. Like if I was sharing content of me speaking on a stage, I would need to position it based on the fact that I'm sad to not be amongst the people in my audiences and, and reference that kind of frame into it. Or I'm looking forward to the times when I can get back to be able to do these kind of things. So I think those kind of positioning pieces are important. I agree with you entirely though, is, is there's high risk attached to it. Is, is are you looking to uh, capitalize on a crisis? It could be an easy assumption that somebody could be making. Similarly, it could be that you're just plain ignorant to it, which again, could just come across as, as insensitive. So I think you need to think about it. And a phrase that I've said often and often is that content without context is noise, right? So think about the context ahead of time before you produce anything and make sure we're producing things that are for today's work today. And in, in my world, I stopped every piece of scheduled content. And we used to do a lot of that, just what I would call minimum effective dose, that we had a, you know, a number of almost evergreen pieces of content that were being shared through social platforms and blog content, et cetera, through repurposing. And I just put the brakes on all of it because I was fearful of the fact that it wouldn't have context. You know, we published a piece based on scheduling at the very start of this crisis that was me talking about packaging value and the takeaway from it could have been that now's the perfect time to put your prices up. Now, there's no way on earth that that would have been yeah. messaging or advice that I would give within this time period. But you know, I saw my own content and went, you know, WTF, like, like that's not right for right now. Um, and got very, very much closer towards my customers. And for anybody who has a personal brand, which is everybody, I think the most important thing to be right now is to be visible and care about what the people you care about care about and decide one thing and one thing alone, which is who are you for? And whoever you're for right now, that's what your content should be in service of. So whether that's your existing customer base, whether that's your community, whether that's your staff, I've seen some brilliant examples where people are creating marvelous content to do nothing other than to educate and inspire their seven employees. doesn't necessarily <laughs> wow. to be like, how do I get you know, thousands of new followers? I think the bigger focus is to say, who am I for right now? And what am I doing to be able to keep communication fluid with that folk of people? Yeah. And when you're communicating with the people that already know you and have expectations of you, the context doesn't get misinterpreted. It's when you start shooting for a new group of people that you can miss. Yeah, I completely agree with you and, um, and, and everything about context because we something that we went, obviously went through anything that we'd already created for ourselves, but also our clients and um, a lot of it could still go out. It wasn't that we had to pull everything, but we had to, as you said, just add subtleties to the message as well. You know, like like references, not not massively, 
you know, pivot yeah. the entire it's just concept. reframing, just, right? A different lens yeah, applied to the same exactly. piece of content, and all of a sudden, yeah. it still becomes useful. Yeah, exactly. And um, and and you know, things like changing up the order. So uh, for the, it's rather ironic that for the first time ever, I got really ahead with my content in in February. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when we started to, you know, around that kind of, you know, I don't know, second week of March or something, um, we decided as a team, you know, what could actually we be, be putting out now if we put some of that on ice because it's relevant, but what could we, what could we really help with now? So, you know, we're looking at things like, and um, we see loads of people repurposing videos that were horizontal for their website and YouTube onto places like IGTV and Insta stories and it looks terrible. So let's help them repurpose horizontal to vertical videos. Let's like, yeah. like, like the things that we can do now that we're seeing that we can help them with. And we've put all of that, that content that is still useful, but but there's more pressing things and we've, we've been looking at um, if people have more time on their hands, like, you know, projects that they could work on with the content and things like that. But um, you're right, like it, the context is important. I wondered, what do you think about um, email? So when we are sending emails to our email list, if we've if we've regularly done that, so with, with Content 10X, we have a weekly newsletter that we send yep. out and um, many of our clients do um it's a like very basic question but how often how much do you need to start with i hope you're holding up well or you know what, what do you think about the messaging in in email and that kind of thing where it is your list yeah i, I mean i thought long and hard about this and and, and mm. we had a weekly email newsletter that's gone out forever Mm. And through last year, early part of this year, I very much had my team producing that like they would for, um, you know, for a musician on the road, et cetera, that this would be a, a roundup of activities. It would be a newsletter that was amalgamating other content that was being produced elsewhere. It was like a roundup. And I decided that that style of content was not necessarily the right thing that I wanted to be producing right now. So what we chose to do and what I chose to do was to say, I want to bring myself to the very much the front line again we produce brand new templates for email content and, and it's from the desk of Phil. It's, it's me writing single purpose content that is timely and of the moment. How often do we send that is we sent something daily for um, I think the first eight, nine days that mm -hmm. I was home. Where we're now at is I'm sending as often as I have something worth saying. Yeah. So I'm not worrying about, you know, this needs to be three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, or it is, um, I haven't sent anything for the last four or five days. And before coming onto this podcast, I wrote something this morning that was for my list with them in mind. And it's a very, very short 150 word email that links them through to a 600 word blog article done. Yeah. Um, we've updated content through websites to be reflecting the current times. We've put temporary interim content into our websites and all of our client websites that talks about how we're serving customers differently during this time period. Mm -hmm. And we've made that pop-ups and banners and things on homepages of sites. So what we're doing is using it like it's a, it's a veneer. It's a temporary uh, change of circumstances. It's not a change of offering. It's a temporary change of offering. And, um, and then we're continually communicating that and updating what's being changed there. We've done some really cool things with clients with, with emails. We've, we've created almost like a, a new piece of content 
that is going to be shared via email during this time period. And some of that's been um, people are sharing like their hobbies and their interests and things that they're working on in their home projects and showing that human side of what's happening mm -hmm. within their world over this time period. And then yeah. they're passing the baton to somebody else in the team to the next day that is then you know, sharing a how-to. And we've seen people doing like needlepoint lessons and <laughs> art lessons and yoga pieces and, and showing you know, their yes and skill set, which I, I, I think is fun. But it, there is a chance for you to actually be able to, to peel back the polish of a brand in this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and and create something new so so my answer to how often on email is as often as you feel like you're in service yeah but in times yeah. of change i think times need to change and things need to change alongside that too to give you the permission to be able to acknowledge it mm. what do you think about um like sales outreach so um it's not 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 on your list um but, but you know we were talking just before i hit record about like me telling you that we're going to start trying to, you know, outreach to industries and businesses and organizations yep. that we know can really help them now. Um, you don't want to kind of appear like a business that's jumping on to, you know, you don't want to be an ambulance chaser, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly what, so what would you, what would you be your advice for that kind of, of messaging? Well, why don't you give me some context? Give me an example of what the services that you're looking to be able to offer and who you're looking to be able to offer it to. And then we can talk about the approach. Yeah. So let's say, um, or so for content 10X, um, so, you know, people who we've served quite often in the past has been like self speakers, et cetera, who, who aren't creating as much content as the moment or needing our services, revenue issues. <laughs> um, so uh, we're looking, let's say we want to reach out to um, uh, organizations that we see aren't creating an awful lot of content at the moment, but they have a massive opportunity because um, people need their services more than ever. Um, and there's big competitors. So let's say the um, the competitor to, we're on Zoom, right? Zoom's going crazy at the moment because everyone wants Zoom. But who is Zoom's competitor? And nobody knows about them because they don't have any content marketing and they've never really been that prominent. How would we outreach to somebody like that and say, hey, you know, we think you've got an opportunity here, but you need to be okay. visible? Well, I, I think about the battles that you're looking to win perhaps a little more carefully mm. is if zoom were blowing up, then you can bet your bottom dollar that their competitors are finding the same struggles too. And visibility is not their issue and your service offering provides visibility. Yeah. And also they are likely in chaos within their operation right now. I've had lots of people say to me, Oh, zoom must be having a great time right now. And my little voice inside head says, no, I think they're having a, you know, a, a disastrous time yeah. right now. Um, trying to be able to build a business at a pace that is different to they had any anticipation towards and they're inevitably having to, to play from the back foot. What there are, though, is a number of organizations that you could be working with that are a little more stable, a little more mm. open, and perhaps need to be able to, um, to generate content for different reasons. Mm. Where I would look towards is to say, how can you provide content in the moment that is timely to help serve someone in the moment? Historically, you've been looking to be able to create content with attraction in mind, with credibility in mind, with yeah. visibility in mind, and under the guise of helping people to win more new business. Mm. Now, that isn't necessarily the goal that somebody should be looking for content to be able to have today. 
the pivot should be for two things. One is retention and the other is efficiency. So say, for example, that you were looking to help a group of, of, of accountants right now that are being bombarded by questions from their existing customer base about everything to do with the small business loans, everything to do with um, questions about their accounting services. Can they defer things? What can they do to be able to mitigate risks on this, that, and the other? And chances are their phones are off the hook. Their emails are being like, like going crazy. And they've written the same email like 17 times today. Yeah. They haven't thought for a second that what they could have is usable, valuable pieces of content that could just serve their existing customer base right now, save them a boatload of time, plus potentially create some visibility that could lead to some new clients. Yeah. So what happens is, is what was currently the tip of your arrow is now the back of your arrow mm-hmm. in a value proposition point of view. So what I would do is if I wanted to be able to approach any of those clients is I would reach out to them in the same way that even like you reached out to me, you could use your podcast for this mm-hmm. is you could use your podcast to be able to reach out to the owner or marketing department of a local accounting firm and say, Hey, I'd love to get you on my show just to be able to ask you a few questions. You could ask for the one thing that everybody loves to give, which is their opinion. And all of a sudden they say yes to it in the bookends of the show itself you have a meaningful conversation with what plans do you have towards content and oh, here are a few ideas for you. And they're like, dang, we should be doing that. How do we get it done? You're like, well, why don't I help? Yeah. Right. Is that, that's how it plays out, Mm. but you should be approaching those conversations, not with certainty, but with curiosity. Yeah. that I'm not sure if it's for you, but I do have a few ideas that I want to bounce off you that I think could be useful to help serve your existing customers. Mm not that could be useful to attract you more new customers that could save you time. Meaning that what you're not doing is writing the same email out 15 times. And what everybody's looking for in this moment more than ever is show me that you know me. If you can show me that you know me and understand what's happening in my world, then you're helpful. If you're turning up saying, Hey, Hey, you should be doing more content. People are like, screw you. Like my phones are ringing off the hook. Email's going crazy and you're telling me I should be doing more work? I've never worked harder. You see the difference? Yeah, yeah. But we've got to get the value point right and help explain to them that the reason behind them is to give them more of the thing that they currently have not enough of. Mm. And for many people, that's time. That's what content can help save them right now is time and efficiencies in their organization as opposed to bringing them more clients on board. Yeah, I know. And if that's a byproduct, but that's not what ultimately the goal is here. No. (laughs) Hey, just a little break from this podcast episode to ask you a question. Would you like one single place that you can go to that provides you with everything you need to be able to implement the best practices in content repurposing for your video content, your podcast episodes and your social media content today? To help you get more value from the content that you create, get more time back and help you reach more people than you ever thought possible. If so, then you are going to love the Content 10X Toolkit. The toolkit is full of video tutorials, templates, checklists, swipe files, step-by-step guides and more that shows you how to repurpose your content in the best ways possible today. No more Googling, no more figuring it out yourself. We provide you with everything that you need to become a content repurposing pro. If this sounds like something that would interest you, then go check out the Content 10X Toolkit at content10x.com forward slash toolkit. 
Okay, and back to this week's episode. So with 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 yourself um and the fact that obviously you're having to to pivot somewhat with what you're doing without with all the events cancelled and things like that. Yep. You mentioned at the start that you um the or you used to share all the time like really great clips of you on stage. Um I was like said to my team so many times, Phil's really good at repurposing because you should see like all the um, footage from the stages and all the quotes and things like that. Now, I know you said that you pulled a lot of that because you didn't really feel it was so appropriate necessarily. So um, how have you chosen to kind of pivot your messaging online and then get that out to as many people as possible? Um. I don't know if it's how have I chosen to, it's how am I choosing to. Oh, I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> which is because is we're in this and then redeciding daily. Mm. Um, it's it's a decision to, to, to decide to deliver no look at me content and instead to share come with me or I'm with you content. Mm. And it's the desire to, to, to try and meet an audience where they're at today. And I really believe that this crisis we're in right now has been a wonderful level, or it certainly has felt that for me, um, that there is, there is zero hierarchy within this crisis. We are all just in this game together. There are different levels of expertise. There are different problems that need to be solved, but we're all approaching this from the same level. So this, I'm an expert because I'm on stage and look at the audience and 300 people looking at me yet. Like who cares? So what I'm looking to be able to do is, is to produce things that are timelier and in the moment. One of the things that I'm working on right now is a new podcast and video series that we'll have turned around in, well, we started it on Monday of this week. By uh, end of next week, we'll be ready to, to, to release an entire season's worth of content. And what it is, though, is it's me re-bringing back some content I had in the past, which is called Words with Friends but I'm re-interviewing a group of my friends, which are people I wanted to talk to through this time anyway, about a specific word, but keeping it very much in, in line with this current set of circumstances, showcasing other brilliant people with information that typically hasn't shown up from them to their audience because it's been drawn out from me. Um, and my goal is to be useful with my content. If my content isn't useful to somebody else's circumstances at this current moment in time, then um, I just don't hit send. I don't push the damn button, as Brian Fanzo would say. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking less about repurposing and more about what I can produce in a day, publish in a day, and then cross-pollinate in the same day. Yeah. So, for example, the, the email that I talked about a short mm. while ago um, that has gone to go into my list today that is going to be on a blog today that blog is also going to be turned into a series of, of slide share content for LinkedIn. It's also going to be turned into some thumbnail scrolling images for Insta. It's also going to be turned into um, a series of images for my Facebook page. It's the same content. It's going to go into a swipe up stories campaign for Insta to bring mm -hmm. people back through to the blog. And the blog has a CTA in it that is pulling people towards my COVID virtual offerings to help businesses in this current time. So there's method in the madness in some way, but it, 
it isn't saying how do I take the archive footage and repurpose it. No. It's no. how do I leverage the piece of content I'm taking today. And instead of it just being a Facebook post, it's how do I now repurpose that in the next 24 hours. I love that. <laughs> Music to my ears because, you know, hearing that every, everything that came from that one post and the emails and the, and the LinkedIn content, et cetera, it's, it's exactly what you should be doing. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's hard to do it because it's not going to pay you today. Like no. that's what I'm 100% aware of is, is I have a speaking business, but not in 2020, Q2, Q3, Q4, do I expect to generate any new revenue. But what I do have is I have a responsibility to my profession and to my brand to be able to say that I'm going to show up in the good times and in the bad times because I'm in this for a long time. Yeah. And I, and I feel a duty to be able to do that. And the piece I actually wrote today was, was about businesses have three choices at this time. One is hide, another is survive. And the third is thrive. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's what, what we all have choices to be able to say, which one of these three are we going to do? And my conclusion in the piece that I wrote was that you can't do any one of the three. You've got to do a balance between all three of them and then create your own cocktail yeah. out of a version of hide, thrive, survive. Um, and that means you've got to show up in some way. What I see people do during this period of time that I think is potentially sabotaging to their brand is a giant pivot that makes it look like they've just lost the plot. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm. this, this example of where there are so many versions of people telling people what to do. And I've never seen so many pandemic experts in my life that, that, that are jumping up with that kind of viewpoint. I think it's okay to be helpful and it's okay to be vulnerable at the same time as you're being helpful. It's mm. okay to bring your opinion, but don't, ever lose sight of the fact that it's only your opinion yeah which is all we really have in these given moments we're not dealing with tried tested and proven ideas we're in the messy middle we're in it together and all we can use is expertise and intuition to help navigate what next yeah I, I love what you said about the um you know the thrive or uh, just you know stop completely or something in the middle um and what businesses can actually do even like yourself you, you can't be on stages but there's things that you can do and there was there's two things i noticed recently one um the gym that i'm a member of obviously they've closed um mm -hmm. stopped taking payments and it's it's not great for them but what they have done is uh, every day even though they're not taking payment from us because we can't go to the gym, um, they load all these classes up in the app. So like, the, you know, um, all sorts of different classes yeah. that you can do. And then they're delivering them live or pre-recorded and you can do them in your own time. Um, just keeping people fit, keeping them going. It's all really kind of positive. And then when the gym opens again, if every day I'm doing a, you know, uh, what, whatever it is, blaze class with this yeah. guy, then, then when it opens up again, there's so much kind of showing up and goodwill and keeping us fit that I'll, I'll, I'll go again. And, um, on the complete opposite health wise, like the Italian restaurant that I really like, yeah. um, they're, they're emailing us recipes. So they're saying, you know, um, they're closed, but they keep sending these emails saying, you know, uh, we did a survey on Instagram and everyone's favorite dish is this. Here's, here's, maybe it's not the exact recipe. Maybe I don't remember if they're yeah. giving everything away, but I, what good, you know, it's great, isn't it? To just and and it is great. It There's also mm. risk in that though too. Mm. 
And the risk is, is you create a new habit within your customer base. So just, yeah. just take the Italian restaurant scenario is they think they're being helpful at this period of time, but what they're doing is they're teaching everybody to not be a customer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and, true. Yeah. And what I would be advising people to think about right now is, is the sustainability content. See, if we are on lockdown for five days, sending recipes, moving to a virtual class offering, et cetera, good idea. If what happens is social physical distancing is now the new normal for the next six months, what do those businesses now do? Mm-hmm. And there needs to be some thought that says, okay, how do I go the distance on this right now? And that's, that's where my encouragement to everybody is to say, you might need to revisit your business model. Mm-hmm. And that, that survival quick jump um, into, okay, let me start churning out virtual content. Like if you get into the habit of working out at home every day with a virtual class, what will happen in your new normal is that you'll buy a, a Peloton subscription. Yeah, yeah. Right? You won't anymore. go back to your gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, because you've then acquired the equipment they've told you you need to have at home and because you've carved out a little space in the corner that now is yeah. your new routine. Same with the Italian restaurant. They teach you 17 new recipes. <laughs> Guess what happens? You don't eat out anymore when this curtain lifts. You are cooking for everybody. You're the hostess with the mostest, right? That's, that's what now happens because mm-hmm. of. So I think the honest communication sometimes is hard to put out in content. You know, the Italian restaurant might well be looking to, 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 to be able to say that not here's the recipe, mm-hmm. but here's the recipe pack complete with ingredients that will be delivered to your door with yeah, social distancing yeah. attached yeah. to it. And now mm-hmm. you can make it at home. What yeah. we could also do is can we create a cooking school that says that this is what you're doing and our chef is helping show you how you can make this in real time. And what's happening is you can join the Zoom room yeah, where there are other local people that are making the same recipe at the same time and you might get a chance to be able to meet some new friends mm. during this same period of time. Mm. Like that, that would be a sustainable thing. And what we do is we do this on, on Tuesdays and Fridays. Mm. And they do it twice and they market towards it and they get tons of you know, they get, they get the same number of table covers they would have got out of a six-day trading week in two, di- two days of people entertaining at home, but they, but they pivot their messaging in that way. So I, I, I'm trying to get people to see the business system in their content creation as well. Yeah. And the, the fitness space is now, it was crowded before, but where people are just, just churning out free content online, what they're doing is they're destroying the paid for fitness model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, we have to keep the commercial commerciality attached to these things too. And same with the speaking business. We're seeing lots and lots of people just show up and deliver stuff for free in a virtual session. And, and, and then they're destroying the option of people seeing the value in somebody paying for this service in some way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And and you're right. I think it, it, there's maybe a lot of knee-jerk reactions, but we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Um, no, but I think we should get our yeah. content story ready for yeah. this to be three times longer than you imagine it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. Then if it yeah. changes shorter than that, it's good news. Mm-hmm. But but too many people have got ready with a, with a knee-jerk content story that is either we're stopping everything or here is our crisis-ready, like, 
like seven day, 14 day plan and it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sustainable content stories for the next three, six months is what I, what I would be working on with anybody that, um, that is serious about this. Yeah, I agree. And, um, when what you I agree what you said about you know potentially redefining your business model completely you know forget about even the content but the overall business model yeah and, and, um, and not lose sight of something real simple is mm-hmm. the two questions that every business owner needs to know the answer to is who are the people that you serve mm-hmm. and what are the problems that you solve for them and you can then completely change your offering at any given point in time without losing sight of what you're actually in business to be able to do. One of the best examples of this is um, in contrast to one of the most talked about disruption stories. So people talk about blockbuster video as being heavily disrupted because of the likes of Netflix and streaming like services, because they're being seen as stupid because they didn't move to video streaming. Interestingly enough, still right up in 2019, 2020, there's a business out in the Midwest of America that is doing remarkably well and a business called Family Video. Now, they are in the core business. Their core offering has been for the last 30 years is VHS and DVD rental services. They didn't go out of business at the same time that Blockbuster went out of business because they didn't ever think that they were in the video rental business. Hmm. They're in the business of providing entertainment services, amenities towards people who are at home on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday evenings. Hmm. So they provided service offering like ice that people needed. They provided service offering like have a uh, pizza delivery service and pickup service that sits inside there. They have certain other levels of convenience that people can have. They also bought the strip malls that they operated in and became the landlords to the other local convenience stores that were sat alongside of them. And they realized they're in the business of providing convenience towards that given group of people of which video rental was a small part and offering yeah. of that convenience. And I think that's what every business needs to keep sight of right now. And if you're an Italian restaurant, you're in the business of feeding local people that are hungry. Mm. Yeah. Not teaching them to cook. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so true. And that's I'm I can I'm just picturing all the uh the key quotes that we'll take from uh, from what you've been saying, Phil. And I completely agree with you. What do you what do they need? You know, what do you do? What problem do you solve and what do they need right now? You bet. Um yeah. Um right. Uh, that has been absolutely fantastic conversation. I, I'm conscious of not taking up too much of your time, <laughs> um, but I wanted to um, just kind of so in really kind of summing up um, what you said. And there's so many great points, but it's really we we need to keep communicating. We need to keep everything into context. We don't need any major pivots, but you may need to rethink your business strategy think about this in the longer term um and just stay core to solving the problems that your customers have and what are those problems now that may not be in the same problems yes previously. and yeah. quality of content yeah is is more important than ever um I'm seeing so many people say, what you need right now is you need a podcast. You need a YouTube channel. You need to be able to get a book out. You should be publishing eBooks. You need more content on your blog, yada, yada, yada. And the last two weeks I have seen a trove of terrible content. Yeah. So if you can't do it in line with representing yourself and your audience correctly, do a few things really well and then look to be able to repurpose those instead of saying I'm going to spread myself so thin or I'm going to start doing something that isn't within my chosen communication lane. Yeah. Like if you're great at writing, go write. 
and then have somebody else repurpose what can be done with that written word. If you're great on video, get on video, go produce content on video, and then have somebody else turn that into the written yeah. content and the visual assets that then can sit alongside it. Play to your content superpower and then let other people and other resources show you how you can repurpose that into other areas. Don't think that you need to do the thing that is the medium. You need to do, you need to do the things that are in service of your people. And when yeah. you remind yourself of who you're for, then that becomes a little clearer. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do this um, and you're looking for help with repurposing, then you get to touch <laughs> at Content Tenax. <laughs> oh, I could, have, I could have plugged you there as well. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where do you, um, obviously we'll put links to to your website, to your book, to everything. Any any other kind of calls to action to you, Phil? To uh, no, I mean, if you're interested in more of my work or even you want to yeah. see some of the stuff that we're talking about here right now and you want to be a product of the content we're creating, is, is stop by philmjones.com. You'll see some of the things that we talked about there today. There's a chance for you to join my mailing list and, and you start to receive some of the emails that we're talking about putting out. Or if you want to join the conversation with me individually, have a question, anything you want to ask of me, the most active social platform I'm on is uh, is Instagram. And I'm at Philem Jones UK. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Phil. And we'll get those links into the show notes as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a great conversation. So thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe if you haven't already and even leave a review. That would be really appreciated as well. Now to let you know, my new book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results is now available to purchase. You can get that over on Amazon or if you head to content10x.com forward slash book. I'm getting loads of really great reviews coming in from the book already. So thanks so much to those of you who have already purchased it and left reviews. It really is the ultimate guide to content repurposing and you can discover all sorts of tips and tricks for how to repurpose pretty much any type of content in the book. If you're interested in our fully end-to-end content repurposing service, then head on over to content10x.com as well, where you can find out lots about that. And also give me a follow over on social media. I'm at content10x on all of the social media platforms. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one. 